This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 762, How Assumptions Kill Your IELTS Scores. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today you'll learn how quick assumptions ruin your IELTS scores in every section. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation, ask good questions, speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Lindsay, welcome back to IELTS Energy. Hey, I'm glad to be back on the show. Yes, I had quite a journey from Boston all the way out to Los Angeles, and now I am here in my new city. So <laughs> welcome to yeah. the West Coast. What do you think so far? I love it. There's so much sunshine out here. <laughs> I don't have to take my vitamin D pills anymore. <laughs> Did you have to used to take vitamin D, really? No, like I had oh. to have my levels checked. In Boston, to be honest, like a lot of people have to be on vitamin D, like very low if you do a blood test. Oh, and wow. I did have blood test on. I wasn't low. I was normal, but I was. I had my eye on it for sure. Because That's in funny. Boston, we just don't get a ton of sunshine. So yeah, you got to make sure you keep things right with the old uh, vitamins and minerals. <laughs> and also like not, not so like a part of it is not having a lot of sun in general, but also in big city, big vertical cities, because you're still in yeah. like a big city-ish environment, but in yeah. big vertical cities, like on the West Coast, you're like in the shade a lot. You're like in the shadow mm. of buildings or spending a lot of time inside. Yeah. So that probably has something to do with it too. Yeah, but I mean, there's a flip side to that, right? I mean, my, I definitely know, have noticed since I've come out here, the air, I mean, not as much in California, but in Montana, my face freaked out. It freaked out. I was, oh, no. was so dry. <laughs> it was so dry. I got so red and I couldn't control, like it was just, and it was, it was almost painfully red, like oh, cracking. No. And the sun, the sun was so, so, so intense. I was like, oh, I don't geez. think I can live in Montana. <laughs> I didn't know Montana so, was that dry. Oh, girl. That's really dry. I hate yeah. that feeling. I mean, yeah. Portland's super humid, but I do go down to Arizona sometimes to visit family. Oof. And ugh, I hate yeah. being in such a dry environment. It's like I'm always yeah. thirsty. I yes. don't like my energy level is weird. Like I can't. Mm, my whole body is thrown off. That's because you're like dehydrated all the time. 
I messes up my hair too. I oh, mean, no. all kinds of things. Like, I'm not sure if I'm climate compatible with the West. I think the West Coast, yes, but I don't know about the West West, like Colorado, Montana. You know, we'll see. But That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so. so <laughs> um, but maybe you made some assumptions about the Assumption. West that have been proven yes. wrong. What do you think? Yeah, let's see. For sure. Well, not yet. I mean, I have I have to be honest. I have a lot of assumptions about L.A. that are not all like positive. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm with you. For um, sure. So mm-hmm. we'll see. It's yet to be determined. I will let you know in a few months whether my assumptions were true or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we are talking about assumptions today regarding your IELTS scores because a very interesting trend has popped up regarding one very specific writing question. Yeah, and this is a really interesting one that we're going to start off on. We're, you know, talking about assumptions, but the first assumption is fascinating. Yes, right, Jessica? Yes. Okay. So I'm not sure which Cambridge book this question is taken from, but it's definitely from one of the Cambridge books, guys. And it's a bar chart, okay? And the bar chart is showing the percentage of Australian men and women of different age groups who did regular physical activity. Now, <laughs> when you look at the bar chart, it is clear that the female males are that darker color, the males are the lighter color, and the darker color is consistently above the lighter color, meaning that more females are doing physical activity than males. It's like very an obvious trend here. But what I've seen, and I've seen this a couple times, at least twice, maybe three times, when students answer this question, they don't look at it very carefully, and they assume that the men have the higher numbers. They just, and then their whole essay is wrong because all the numbers they're writing about are wrong. Wow. That is so fascinating. I mean, this is like a huge warning sign here, guys, right? We are highlighting this for you because it's just not necessary to lose points on assumptions, especially like this. But I think it must go back to to culture, right? I mean, I think in many cultures, it, it may be true in some cases that men are the ones out exercising and women are not as much. Sure. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely related to culture and background and life mm-hmm. experience, um, but also just our ideas of gender, right? Like people look yeah. at this and they're just like, oh, well, of course men will have the highest numbers. And then they just start writing. Um, <laughs> so guys, like, first of all, gender assumptions, we need to throw out the window, all those stereotypes. Yeah just as a general rule. But um, the main message of like this assumption, what it proves to us is we need to slow down. Like you guys need to take an extra minute to really read and look at everything on that graph before you start writing. Oh my gosh, especially if you've gone through a course like Three Keys IELTS and you understand your strategy, right? You have a strategy, a plan of attack on this essay. You don't want to waste points on making a quick assumption right at the start. Yes, there is no reason to rush through that planning stage because that is the first step we teach you in Three Keys IELTS, how to plan the essay, how to plan task one. We have a very simple strategy, very straightforward for all types of graphs. Um, and And the reason why this is coming up today is a student in Three Keys IELTS actually posted this question and their overall trend to ask if their overall trend was correct. Um, And that's why I'm noticing this because I'm like, "Mm, no, it's kind of opposite to what it should be. (laughs) 
<laughs> and guys, don't worry if you're doing this, but it's just a matter of being aware, right? I mean, that's why we just have to be 100% present all the time on test day. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, you got to slow down. So writing, that's the first thing that we need to do to not make assumptions, not rush ahead. And even with task two, guys, you need to take an extra minute when you look at the question, underline keywords. Don't assume that the question is asking a certain thing because you think you've seen that question before or whatever. You think, oh, this is the IELTS topic that I already know, right? Don't jump ahead, guys. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, totally. I mean, and so writing is one place where this could be detrimental to your score, but maybe there's another place like speaking where this could happen a lot. And I guess, Jessica, when you were an examiner, you must have seen people botch this when it comes to speaking also. Oh my God, that's a great word, botch. <laughs> I love that word. Botch means to to mess great. up, right? It's Make great. a small mistake. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So guys, yeah, I this actually really annoyed me when I was an examiner um, because I did see this sometimes. So students, guys, like you guys practice IELTS speaking questions a lot. I understand that. That's great. It's good preparation. But the reason why that is detrimental is because sometimes a student will listen to the examiner, like ask a question and then not even allow the examiner to finish the question because you're like, oh, I know what this is asking. I have a great answer and just start answering. And wow. that would really annoy me because I'm like, that's rude. Like, don't interrupt me, first of all. And second of all, you're answering the wrong question because you didn't even <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> and how would this affect someone's score if they literally answered the wrong question? What kind of points would we lose? What would the score look like? Well, it definitely affects the fluency score, guys, because fluency and coherence, part of that is like logic, right? Like, mm -hmm. does your answer suit the question logically? Like, are you on topic, right? That is part of the fluency score. So it'll hurt that mm -hmm. one. And it might also affect the vocab score because mm -hmm. your your vocab score is like, do you have the vocabulary for these topics I'm asking you about? And if right. you're assuming I'm asking something totally different and you're just talking about the wrong topic, then that will affect your vocab score. Right, because you're literally using the wrong vocabulary exactly. that doesn't apply to what your question was. Interesting. So there's a lot of places, guys, clearly where we would just bomb with our score. So gosh, I mean, the detriment here, right? The the danger of just not quite paying attention, not hanging on and listening until the very end of the question. Exactly. And, and like you said earlier, Lindsay, it's like slowing down is a way to be present. Guys, you have yes. to be present at all parts of the exam because that or, or else the anxiety will take over. You'll go off topic. You'll do the wrong thing, right? You'll make the mistakes yeah. we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. um, so another way that assuming will hurt your score is in reading. So this is the it's along the same theme, guys. When you find the keyword in the passage and you know the answer is there because the answers are always next to the keywords as you learn in three keys 
reconciled. Um, <laughs> you know the answer is there, but then you start freaking out about time and you don't read that sentence or those two sentences carefully. And then you end up answering wrong because you didn't slow down. You assumed you had the right answer instead of actually reading carefully and making sure. Yeah, I mean, reading is a great place where we know that strategies are absolutely crucial, right? I mean, they're invaluable. And so we can combine our strategies, our smart strategies with being 100% focused and not assuming anything. And we can get that winning score. I mean, we've seen students move from that seven to a nine, move from a six to an eight on reading. We've seen it all. Oh my gosh, such amazing reading scores. And guys, you have heard so many students on the show lately talk about how Three Keys IELTS helped their score and the amazing results that they're getting. And reading is a enormous part of this, right? So many yes. reading nines. Yeah, I mean, right right here, I'm looking at Yoglas uh, Sosa, who wrote in. I don't know if he's coming on the show soon. Is he coming on the show soon? He is. I am recording with awesome. him tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to hear his voice. It looks like he got a 7.5 in reading, which is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. many. And lots of sevens in writing lately, which yes. I, I'm so happy about because we've been working so hard hard on improving your guys' writing scores. Okay. Um, We're getting sidetracked about how excited we are of the course (laughs) and the success. Okay. So one more way, guys, the listening, right? Again, like this is is sort of a combination of the mistakes we were talking about regarding speaking and reading, right? It's like Mm -hmm. thinking ahead, not being present, assuming you know what the person is saying, and then the reading part, assuming you know what the answer is. (laughs) So Mm. listening so important to be present, to tune in to what the speakers are saying, because that if you don't do that, that's when you get distracted and tricked. Because we know IELTS does this every single exam where they give you an answer and then they like correct it. You know what I mean? So it's oh, like, yeah. I think the exam is on August 12th. No, no, wait, it's the 13th. And so yes. students will jump ahead, assume it's August 12th and boom, write the wrong answer. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's full of tricks and traps, as they say, right? I love that. We have to be aware. We have to be ready and aware. And this is something we can practice. We can practice the strategies and practice being present, especially with the listening test. For sure. And that's actually something um, a student who got really high scores posted in our Facebook group recently. Um, he was saying that he, uh, so we tell you what these tricks and traps are in the course, right? And he yeah. was saying like, I did so many listening tests that I could like predict when this was going to happen. Like it's a pattern, right? And wow. he knew like when it was coming, like when these tricks were coming. And <sighs> that's exactly right. Like they do happen every Saturday. You just have to know what they are and hear it yeah. enough. So you're like used to it. I mean, that is the level of preparation we need. We should walk in to the test, honestly, knowing IELTS better than most, you know, test writers know IELTS. Really, we should. We should walk in knowing what the test has set up for us in terms of tricks and traps and where to expect them. Yes. Then we'll walk in with total confidence. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I just thought of something super cool, guys, for the speaking test. Um, Mm -hmm. To be present, to get those listening skills and really tune into what the examiner is saying, you guys should take our web class. Michelle and I are doing a web class about how to become a conversation magnet. 
Okay. Yes. But it's not just about producing conversation. A big mm-hmm. part of these strategies you're going to learn in this web class, guys, are also about how to tune in to the other person. So listening mm-hmm. skills are a big part of this conversation strategy. So <gasps> this is so great, guys, because it totally sees what we're talking about today. <laughs> so guys, grab your spot for this web class. Um, middle of September 14th and 16th. Yep. Grab your spot mm-hmm. now. AllEarsEnglish.com forward slash become. Yes, I'm so looking forward to that web web class. It's going to be great, guys. Make sure you don't miss it. It was so popular last year. And, you know, students loved this last year. Come back for it again. It's going to be awesome. Yes. All right. Very cool. Well, Jessica, this has been great. It's fascinating to think about these assumptions and how they could kill our score. Or now that we're aware of them, how they're not going to bring our scores down. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, guys, you're not going to make any of these mistakes now. No, because no. you've heard us explain them. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, Jessica, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for hanging out today. Sounds good. My pleasure. Bye, Lindsay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.